All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. gentlemen to episode number eight of the daily face-off podcast once again i'm your host brock segan and with me today of course are my two co-hosts michael beebs bondy uh apparently i'm not having as good of a day as you are you sounded very excited to be here i liked it it was great how's it going i'm good i'm glad to be here of course yeah. uh you know thursday nights are always uh, a little more enjoyable when you get to talk puck with the boys no. but of course we've got uh dylan d birthing here as well what's hip-hop happening broccoli not much, not much. Uh, busy slate. I think we had nine games today, yeah, so I like it. Uh, a lot of a lot busy to cover day for over. You. Yeah, lots to cover at daily faceoff today. But it was a good day. Uh, you know, it's been nice. It's been a nice week of confirming goalies. It seems like the uh, the beat reporters seem to be on it. <laughs> Appreciate Except it. Except for yesterday, uh, Andre Pavlik. Andre Pavlik got confirmed at about seven twenty nine, <laughs> and the puck drop was at like seven thirty. So uh, not so sure. Was but... he like the probable at least, or was it a big curve? No, yeah, we had him as likely, so it wasn't like it wasn't terrible. Yeah, but, so yeah. people, yeah, at least it's not someone either that people are like. Well, I mean, there wasn't many games last night, but it's not someone who people are like life or death depending on. It's not like a carry price. I hope not. Well, obviously, like, right right season is depending <laughs> on Pavlik as your Pavlik. number one goalie. <laughs> yeah, you should probably just start making trades. I was actually yesterday. I uh, start plotting for next year. Took me so long to figure out a DraftKings lineup yesterday because I wanted Ovechkin like Patrick Kane and Panarin all in my lineup because like they're unreal and yeah. but like I wanted like sure. a decent goalie but I just I couldn't figure out a way to get a, like a decent goalie in there so I just tossed Pavlik in my lineup and then he ended up playing unreal and just <laughs> wanted me some some big bucks so thank you Andre Pavlik uh thanks good Andre. thing they ended up 
Good thing they ended up starting him and not Hutchinson at the last second. But yeah. Panarin um, definitely before helped. we, yeah, absolutely. Even Ovechkin had a decent night. He didn't score, but he got a, a bullet of shots like he usually does. But uh, before we continue in all the fancy hockey stuff, I just wanted to bring up quickly, uh, the NHL made kind of a big announcement yesterday. Um, they've changed the All-Star format, which, I mean, it's about as big of an announcement as you can get regarding an All-Star <laughs> game. They've pretty yeah. much fallen uh, by the wayside the last couple of years. But I'm just going to read over a couple of like, the, the new details for the new All-Star game. We can kind of talk about it real quick. Uh, this year's All-Star game, there will be four All-Star teams uh, made up of you know one from each division so you got the central the pacific the atlantic and the metropolitan mm-hmm. uh, each team will have 11 players uh, on the team and then it'll start out it'll be two 20 minute games it'll have like the atlantic versus the metropolitan the central versus the pacific and then they switch after 10 minutes whatever if it's tied uh they go to a shootout the team that the two on teams two. that <laughs> yeah the team yeah seriously but the the teams that win will face off in the uh, the finals or like the championship, I guess. Yeah. And the winning team gets a million dollars. So I guess <laughs> so they each yeah they each get like just under a hundred thousand dollars each, which is pretty sweet. But um, it's kind of a new wrinkle. I think it's a little more exciting. I think that they've obviously been paying pretty close attention to how fans have uh, enjoyed the three on three overtime, and I think they're just taking it to the next level. So yeah, uh, it'll be kind of it'll be. I think it'll make it a little <laughs> more fun to watch. Um, but like I don't know, twenty minutes of three on three, like that's a lot of skating. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, they're only gonna go as hard as they can, right? Like, I'm sure it won't be as quick as the five minute three on three intervals we're used to seeing, especially when it's yeah. like. So it'll be nine skaters, right? Nine skaters, two goalies. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it I is. Think yeah, six forwards, three defensemen, or something like that. I don't get why they had to uh, take away the whole fantasy draft aspect to it, though. Like they could have kept it in this four team format because I think that definitely uh, garnered a lot of interest the last few years. It was fun to watch, anyway. I think they're trying to get away from that night because of like all these all these rumors about people being under the influence and not caring because they've said like that they don't that they didn't like how the how the players didn't really care about it how like they showed up and like didn't. yeah i mean they would have they would definitely care if there's a million dollars on the line though oh exactly well i just mean like yeah i understand i just like, like there I, I don't know any hockey fan that takes year. pride in their division so like just to be cheering for the metro division is gonna be pretty weird <laughs> yeah no i totally agree i i, I think they should have kept that but uh, i guess it'll be cool to see like the rival guys playing with there. each other yeah, I think it would have been yeah. sweet though to have the fantasy draft now with four teams. Like it would have mm-hmm. made it that much that much oh, more yeah. exciting, right? Yeah, for but, sure. You could have made yeah, like the and then four you got even more like something. guys getting left behind. Yeah, it's yeah. That's what they should have did. Just like had uh, just everybody like available. Like a guy just gets to pick whoever he wants. Doesn't matter. There's no like set set yeah, roster forwards, players. Yeah. You just get to draft whoever you want. There's a goalie captain. He comes out with like seven defensemen. <laughs> 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 just no um, it's funny because like all the goalies are apparently like just hating this idea even I know like there's a James Reimer like quote it just says it's gonna be awful probably. I guess but it, I mean they got lit up already in the all-star game so exactly, I feel like they yeah. should be the, so the ones they the, least are. the players yeah. seem pumped like yeah. yeah like as long as the players are excited I mean that's better than them before just like going out there and not dipsy doodling but tipsy doodling yeah. i hope i hope it's a little more effort right like it just it, it was so boring you last year like they so. just kind of coast around and just like literally just didn't yeah. care at all i love the skills i mean there's not a person on this earth so who could use a hundred thousand dollars so <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully it uh yeah. i mean baseball's kind of got their thing right for their all-star game the home field advantage for the world series so it actually makes it worth yeah they said they don't want to go that extreme no, yeah, which, is, which is fair. hockey yet <laughs> yeah there's like all oh, hockey players you'll like a couple uh a couple hundred 
or I guess a hundred couple yeah, bills, hundred thousand dollars each. But all right, let's. Uh, we got a jam packed show today. Lots to cover. Um, jam packed. So let's jump right back into the fancy hockey part of things. Uh, before we start getting any questions, I just want to uh, list off a couple players. Yahoo had a pretty big, uh, I guess, roster update yesterday. Yep. Um, a, yes, a bunch huge. of players got uh, some some extra uh, position eligibility. So I'm just gonna rattle off much needed right wing. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with Leon Dreisaitl, who was originally just a center. They added right wing to him. Sweet. Patrick Sharp got right wing, so he's now center left and right, which is huge for huge, a player playing huge. as good as Patrick Sharp. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam Bennett got left wing eligibility, which is nice because he's starting to really pick things up. I know, D, you mentioned him last episode. Sub Bo. Uh, Boone Jenner, he got uh, right wing eligibility. He hasn't played like any center this year. No, I don't yeah. even think he played like any center last year, so I don't know why he was only center <laughs> eligible, but that's just outrageous. Just a bonus. Um, I know yeah. it's funny because in my draft kit, like, I had him ranked as like a, a right winger, and then somebody's like, oh, I drafted. Uh, Boone Jenner is a right winger, but then I got on Yahoo and he was only center, and he's just blaming me for it. I was like, okay, sorry, bud. Uh, but... yeah. Sorry you didn't look at what position he yeah. was like, well, oh, hey, draft kid said he was a right winger. I'm like, well, yeah. That's, uh... well, now yeah, Brock is, made some so... moves, made a call Pick for you. It's called you welcome, buddy. There you go. Uh, Tyler Ennis got right wing eligibility, so like uh, Patrick Sharp, he's center left and right as well. Leo, I rip clap bombs, bar down. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Leo Brian Wilson, Komarov. <laughs> he got left wing eligibility, so he's center left. Um, Joe Pavelski got right, so he's center left and right wing now. That's Eric's, crazy. Yeah, how awesome! Like, how crazy is that? That guys can just play all three positions. Pretty spectacular, like, especially for your fantasy <laughs> team. Like somebody like Pavel, it's a nice little luxury. somebody like Pavelski is already just like so good in fantasy, yeah, and then now he gets you can center left, just right. Move them all over. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, two more here. Eric Stahl has got center left now. They added left to him, obviously. Wow, that's gonna be like the first time ever. Yeah, well, he yeah. he was playing with his brother a lot, so Jordan was playing a lot of center. So Eric's actually played quite a bit of wing this year. And then finally, they added left to Dylan Larkin. Uh, he's literally played like one game at center all year, so that makes sense. Uh, so that's it. That's the uh, the end of the position eligibility. That's a it's a tough little. It's like a tongue twister right there. Position eligibility. It's a tough one. I think it's just yeah. one word. <laughs> yeah, giving you a hard time. Just gotcha. But uh, let's introduce it. Just <laughs> eligibility. Eligibility in itself. <laughs> Is really just a position's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Shut up, boys. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into a new uh, new segment here called "Would You Rather." It's pretty similar to uh, the "Would You Rather." I'm sure you guys and many of our listeners have played before, but uh, which "Would You Rather" fancy hockey edition? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna list off uh, three or four players that are kind of like in the same boat right now in terms of production or lack of production, or whatever the case may be. And I want you guys to to pick a, the player that you would rather have from today through the rest of the season um, out of the three guys that I name. Just give me a quick, you know, little explanation as to maybe why. We'll try to rip through. I think I got about nine different questions here, so we'll try to rip through them as fast as we can. And uh, we'll start with you, Biebs. The first question is, would you rather have Matt Duchesne, Pavel Datsyuk, or Henrik Zetterberg for the rest of the year? Or, sorry, Henrik Sedin for the rest of the year. Well, after you said the first name, there's a lot of names that follow that probably would going to fall under it. So I'm going to have to go with Duchesne. Um, honestly, not a biased pick. He's just, the last couple of games, we've seen him just absolutely rip it up, two or three points a night. Um, and he's going to stay on that first line as long as he's in Colorado and not traded. 
We're not going to talk about that, though, because then I'm going to start crying. <laughs> uh, and we don't, nobody likes tears in the podcast. So I'm going to go to Shane. The other two players are just great players. It's just it's a matter of young coming up versus the old who are steady guys. So uh, if Duchesne can keep producing, like I hope, and I've always hoped he could, um, he's definitely capable of more than what I think Datsuk and Sedin are capable of this year. Okay. I can respect that. We'll go to UD. Yeah. yeah. Um, I disagree. For for me, it's a matter of just, uh, I think Henrik Sedin is the safest pick moving forward. Uh, he's obviously the better possession player out of him and Duchesne. I, for me, I just don't really trust Colorado's low possession game. I think they kind of come and go, and it can be really dangerous Still in a, score a, lot in of a goals. fantasy hockey season. Yeah, they have, and they've also gone through stretches where they don't at all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for me, I'd just rather go with Henrik. Obviously, he's been the more consistent player over the last five years, even since Duchesne's been in the league. And weary of Dats coming off the injury. Uh, him and Daniel mm-hmm. still carrying the load for the offense. Henrik's got 15 points in 19 games so far. And, uh, yeah, I think he's probably a safe bet for 60 points right now, which is why I'm going with him. Okay. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious who I'm going with here. Uh, Pavel. Pavel was a, like, a point-per-game player last year, obviously. Uh, the one thing, big concern with Pavel is always, you know, he's always going to be a point-per-game player, but the amount of games is really the question of how many points he's going to get, right? But uh, he's, he's looked great. Too, dude. I mean, I don't know if he's at the point where he can say he's definitely going to be a point-per-game player anymore. Yeah, but, like, it's... I think the same argument's been made about him every single year and every single year he comes yeah. up. Like, when you watch him, like, he doesn't play the game where he needs to be young. Like, he plays just so methodical. Yeah, he just exactly. kind of He just kind of goes about his business. He's not playing super physically. Like, he... I think his age really doesn't define him as a player because he still can do all the same things that he does. And he's so creative, like... He, he's only got one assist in four games, but when like I've obviously watched every game and he he looks great, but you can still you can tell he's still not totally there. Like he's not like totally one hundred percent yet. So once once he gets going, I Sorry, think like, I, if I, I had to gonna... go ahead. No, <laughs> I was just, just going to say that I guess that's the one th- uh, more so than his production going down as he gets older is just the fact that we've kind of seen his body uh, give out on him the last couple of seasons. So yeah and i think like these are it's a good comparison between all three of these players i think that um none of them are really like i think duchene is probably more so than the, the other two uh, a better goal scorer um uh, but like henrik's yeah. not going to score you a ton of goals pavel more of a playmaker as well duchene uh has been more of a playmaker throughout his career uh but he he has yeah. been he's got yeah he has now, been so a, yeah. a, a, a you know there. a 20 goal scorer a couple times so um, I like both of those guys, but as a, as a homer, I think I'd go Datsu just because he's great. But uh, moving on, to, <laughs> no, it's definitely moving good. on to the next one. So I guess, hey, look at that—we all picked a different guy. There. Let that it be known, diff- I'm the only one who didn't make a homer pick there. So you know who the real well, like that's because I didn't mention Tyler Bozak. Because your homer him. was not on there. <laughs> you would have well, taken who am I going to pick over Leafs over Henrik Sedin right now? <laughs> Dion Phaneuf. All right, we'll go to the next one. This is another good one here. We got Brandon Sod, Patrick Sharp, or Alex Steen. We'll go. Uh, we'll start with you on this one, D. Uh, I don't mind any of these guys, really. I thought it was one of the closer ones we had to look at. Steen's off to a solid start, but he's shooting at a 20% clip, so I would expect that to come down a little, but obviously we've seen him shoot at ridiculous percentages before. Everyone remembers that season a couple years ago. Um, nothing against oh, yeah. Saad either right now. I've been a big fan of him in Columbus since day one, but I think Sharp simply around the, has the better players around him right now. I don't think there's any question about that. And uh, his newly uh, renewed triple position eligibility cannot be ignored here. So... That's why I'm going sharp. All right, D. Or sorry, Beebs. Oh, um, yeah. 
I was gonna say I was I was kind of like sold on Sharp at first, and then I started looking at Sod a bit more. Um, I'm gonna go away from D again here, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm not even touching Steen. Um, exact same reasons that kind of D is, and I, I don't know Steen just he's not up there with the other two. I just think this year um, he's still a very very solid goal scorer. I mean I've always kind of been a contradictor of Steen, but um but I'm going with Sod. Um, he's really started to get it going lately. The last couple games he has uh he has four or five goals there. Um, and uh, not couple, sorry, his last four games he has four goals. Um, but um, he's he's playing great, um, and I think he's only moving up. Uh, Sharp, I, I think he has done well with that line, but I think there's other guys who can fill in for him, and they'll probably move him to a secondary role. Not probably, but he is in position to do that and run the second line there. I mean, still a great offense either way in uh, Dallas. It's just so hard, this one. Um, but I'll say Saad just to, just to go against it. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sharp as well, uh, just because, I mean, if you're playing with Segan and Ben, I don't think you could any player can be in yes. a better spot. Now, of course, like you said, there's, there's no guarantee, guarantee he's going to be there all year. but No, but he's get, uh, probably going to be on the power play all yeah, year, right? Yeah, I'm only choosing it. Yeah, if he does stay there, Sharp 100%. If he doesn't, I mean. It, but even if he doesn't, he's only going to go down and play with, like, Jason, Jason Spezza, Spezza, which really yeah. is not that big of a deal. Yeah, damn. Um, I think Saad's yeah. great. It looks like Columbus is really starting to turn a corner, like, kind of, like, be the team that we all expected uh, them to be coming into the year. I really like Saad, but I think that um, he's a future 30-goal scorer. Will it happen this year? Potentially, but I think that um, yeah, Sharp is going to be – Sharp is just – going to be a 30-30 guy like if he plays on that top line all year yeah. like it's no yeah, denying no it but I think all three of these guys um have tremendous upside and all really could be uh 60 point players this year yeah so I still I really expect Steen to hit wrong. like 25 goals this year easy so yeah and like oh, yeah, did you see the sure. first game when Bacchus got moved back up between him and Tarasenko yeah. like that line literally dominated and uh as they have they, before if, too so exactly so um I don't think you go wrong with any of these players but I mean if if I was in a position no, if I was in a position goals, to trade uh Steen for Sharp I would you know, pull the trigger on that. Yeah, I also think, like, Sharp, like, <laughs> if when it, when you're looking at it and it's this close, like, that triple position eligibility kind of just, just gives yeah, the Yeah, kind of breaks a tie. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to a couple right, guys that uh, that have struggled kind of in the past couple years, but um, I, I guess are starting to pick it up this year. I mean, we've got Bobby Ryan, who hasn't really been the same player he's been since uh, kind of going to Ottawa, but he's having a good start to the year. we got Thomas Vanek, who's been... Uh, pretty up and down throughout the last couple of years, but he's again off to a nice start in Minnesota or JVR who has been extremely consistent, but he's obviously uh, on the worst of the three teams. So Bobby Ryan, Vanek or JVR, we'll go with you Biebs. Um, I, uh, I'm going to go with uh, JVR. Um, I really like him. He's kind of like, he's, he's the guy out there. Um, for now, at least Kadri looks really good. Uh, I mean, Kadri's not scoring. And once he does, I think that's going to kind of help JVR as well. Um, like you said, he's on the worst team of the three. Um, but I definitely think Vanek's on his way down. Just kind of seems that way. He's obviously a great goal scorer, but I definitely just like JVR, the position he's in. Bobby Ryan, I could see him definitely kind of going back to old Bobby Ryan of midseason and just kind of uh, dropping off a bit. So I'm going to go JVR. D? Um, I'll take Bobby. Uh, it, this was kind of a close one too, but uh, Ryan's been on a tear recently, and he's definitely always been a good goal scorer since he's came into the league, and he's seen his ice time go up the last few weeks too. Uh, I, I just think Vanek, uh, the last couple of years, just kind of deterred me away from him. And uh, unfortunately, for tough for me to admit, but I think being on the Le- the Leafs really limits JVR. And uh, that could obviously change if Kadri starts heating it up, but you know we're still waiting on that. Yeah, um, again, I'm going to agree with D on this one and go with Bobby Ryan. Um, I've been a pretty big fan of JVR in the past couple of years. Uh, you know, he's always been one of my favorite Leafs since he uh, 
you know, moved to Toronto. Vanek used to be one of my favorite fantasy picks year in, year out, just, but he's, you know, kind of gone to that point where ex- exactly he's kind of just not the same player he used to be. Although his recent production has been nice. But when you just look at Bobby Ryan's numbers, I mean, 2009, 31 goals, 2010, 35, yeah. 34, 31. Like, he's been He's a so lot more good. consistent than people realize, dude. For a guy that gets a lot of slack for being like a hot, hot and cold type of player, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But then, like, it's just weird seeing this. Pre- production kind of fall off the map when he went to Ottawa he's still pretty good years 48 points 54 points uh he was banged up a little bit in those years as well which was not ever the case when he was playing in Mm -hmm. Anaheim uh he's become more of a playmaker I think too uh in Ottawa but they've got two great centers like I really like Mika Zibanejad and Kyle Turris and I think they're both really starting to come into their own and that's only going to help Bobby Ryan I think he has a good chance to get back to 30 goals this year so uh, he'd be my pick. I don't think either one of the other two will get quite to 30, uh, but Bobby Ryan is, I think, probably the safest option there. And this is what, question number four now? We've got my favorite player, Artemi Panarin, <laughs> Matt Zuccarello, Blake Wheeler, and a fourth one, Kyle Ocposo. I'm going to take the I'm gonna take this one and run right here. I think Panarin, yeah, Panarin's go. the man. I'll pump Panarin every uh, chance I get here because he's... Uh, He's just been great. Like I, I, you don't see it very often. I mean, twenty-one points in his first nineteen NHL games. Yeah, how good does he look? Oh, it's phenomenal. They look. So I don't think good. I've ever watched yeah. this many Chicago Blackhawks games, but I've got Panarin in every single <laughs> one of my leagues. I take him on DraftKings like every night, and so I'm tuning in the Blackhawks every night, and he just continues to impress. Um, Zuccarello's really having a great year. Wheeler got off to a great start, and Ocposo's playing with JT. These are four extremely good options. Um, but if somebody were to offer me Zuccarello, Wheeler, or Ocposo, I think for Panarin in any of my leagues right now, I, I just don't think I could accept it. Just the way he's going. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I could be a fool by the end of the year. Call me stupid. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I just think he's that good. Like if, if he, if you can outscore Ilya Kovalchuk, I mean, just goes to show how good of a player he actually is. Uh, I know the K is not quite the end, but playing with it, playing with, uh, Nisimov and Kane, they've looked good and, and the Blackhawks, you know, they gotta be a playoff team. So. Yeah, always are. Beebs, who are you going yeah. with? Um, I think it kind of. I, I was. Uh, I had like Zuccarello and Acaposo in the lower tier, and then I had Painter and Wheeler in kind of the upper mm-hmm. tier there. So I kind of agree with you there. But um, I'm gonna have to go with Wheeler on this one, just strictly on the fact that it just seems there's uh there's more left wingers than right wingers um in fantasy right now. Not not so much. It's not. I mean, just that from, top tier. You mean? It just seems that way. Plus, I I like uh yeah, that are top mm-hmm. tier. Sorry, and I like uh I like Wheeler a lot more. Um, just strictly on the fact that I think it's kind of Wheeler's breakout year. I love Panarin too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think he's a great player. I love what he's doing with Kane. But I think it's it's really Wheeler's year. Um, I know when he first started, it didn't really seem even watching the games. It seems like a pace that he can kind of keep up. Um, so I could see him going for 70, 80 points this year. Um, not not that much of a stretch, I don't think, by any means. And uh, I definitely would say Wheeler over Panarin. Like you said, though, these guys are all like these are great options to have, and they're all guys who uh, who people might not associate uh, that much like value with quite yet if they're not paying as much attention. So definitely uh, guys you want. On your yeah, team. I'm going uh, Wheeler too. He's got 21 points in 20 games this season, and yeah. uh, he's averaged 27 goals and 65 points over the last two. So he's really been a picture of consistency, and that's playing predominantly with uh, Lad and Little. And we've talked about how good that line has been already this year. Um, so yeah, I'm on board with Beebs in this one. I think he's off to a really good start and he's been obviously a really consistent player. So I think he, uh, he doesn't even need to continue at the pace he's at to really break that 70 point, uh, stretch. So I think this is probably his career year and the time to get on board with Blake. 
Yeah, I think Matt Zuccarello is in the same boat. Like, this is definitely his career year as well. I mean, 18 points in 18 games. I just, it's funny because I, I saw this interview thing the other day with uh, Henrik Lundqvist, and it was basically talking about do you remember, like, the old Matt Zuccarello when he was just, like, that little dude that was good in the shootout? And then now he's literally been the Rangers' best player this year, probably maybe second to, uh, to Lundqvist himself, but uh, definitely their best forward. But um, so you guys both went with Wheeler, and I went with Panarin. Sorry, Zook. Uh, so <laughs> and Okposo. yeah, but Okposo still only got three goals. I kind of threw him in yeah. just because he plays with JT. He's injury prone. Yeah, he's too. had his he's had his moments, but uh, he's had his he's been in the spotlight before. He's just kind of one of those guys that we've I don't know come to expect to been there, done that. Uh, okay, now let's move to the blue line. Uh, we've got yep. These are some. This is gonna be a tough one. These are some good options. We got John Klingberg, <laughs> Brent Burns, or Chris Letang. My defensive defenseman of the year pick at the start of the year. Obviously not looking so hot right now. Yeah. Yep. But uh D, we'll start with you on this one. Klingberg, Burns or Latang. This is a this is a, this was a tough one, man. It's like too hard to ignore what Klingberg's been doing to this point. Um I still think it's a toss up between him and Latang. Uh simply because I think we've seen Dallas playing at their potential. I don't think anyone can argue that. And obviously we haven't seen that out of Pittsburgh yet. So I think if Crosby and Melkin start producing at the rates we're more familiar with seeing out of them, then Latang's going to be right in the middle of that as well. Um, I'll probably would lean towards Latang still, but like I said, it's really tough. Okay. I can't, it's hard to argue with you there. Like, I mean, I picked him to win the Norris, so uh, <laughs> I can't really deny that. But, Biebs, how about you? Um, uh, I got to go Klinberg. I, I mean, you mentioned it. A couple shows ago, he he looked. They call him Little Carlson, and he actually looks Carlson. just like Little Carlson. Like, and I think uh, I think just for fantasy purposes, I think um, with him with in the same boat as Sharp, he's playing with Sagan and Ben, and even when he's not out there with them, he always has Spez out there, and it just always has guys who can get him points, even secondary assists. I mean, the guys the guys great with the puck as it is. So um, I definitely would say Klinberg just for fantasy purposes. Um, Latang, I would say obviously the better D man, but uh, fantasy wise, Klimberg. Yeah, twenty points, nineteen games. I mean, the kid, yeah, it's the undeniable. kid's pretty special. Uh, but for me, I'm going Brent Burns. Uh, I think I'm just kind of hedging my bets on this one because I, you know, as much as I had a bold prediction of Latang playing eighty-two games this year, I still don't believe that's physically possible. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, Brent Burns, 75 shots in 18 games from a blue liner. That's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, he had 22 goals uh, two years ago, 17 goals last year. He's been a guy that's uh, mainly stayed healthy. I mean, 82 games last year. Um, Klingberg, I think, um, will probably have more points by the end of the year, but I think Burns is the only uh, guy on this list that's really got a chance of cracking 20 goals, especially the yeah, way he's fair. firing the puck right now. So um, I think goals are a lot harder to come by in fantasy hockey than, than assists are, so I'm going with Burns on this one. But keeping it with the blue line, um, these are a couple other guys that, that have played pretty well. Uh, Spurgeon's been on fire recently. So we've got Spurgeon, McDonough, who started off terribly slow, but he's really picked it up, or Johnny Boychuk. We'll go with you again, uh, Beebs. Oh, I did not want to touch this one first. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go with Jared Spurgeon. Um, I think it's kind of, I think it's his time. Uh, it's time to kind of step up there uh, with Ryan Suter. I mean, they got other young D in like in Dumba and whatnot, but uh, I think Spurgeon's one of those guys who kind of like went under the radar. He was expected to be 
be good. He he got called up uh, when he was younger, and now he's I think he's finally filling those shoes. And uh, so I just like Spurden right now. I mean, McDonough's a great D man, and I was even thinking about it earlier. Um, he always he's always up there, but he just doesn't seem to produce. Boychuk, um, I just still can't believe it um, since Boston. What I watched him do out there, and then I mean, he, it, since he's been an Islander, he, he's looked great. But uh, again, I'm gonna give it to Spurgeon. I like young players, so there, there we are. Okay, Beebs, or sorry, D. I can't believe I can't get guys' names right. <laughs> I, uh, They're too similar. This is such a struggle. I think the advantage. I'm going with McDonough. I think the clear advantage he has over Spurgeon is that he's uh, the number one option on the blue line on his team. And he's only two years removed from a 14 goal, 43 point season, and he obviously still plays a lot of minutes on a really good team. I just think he's the safest bet of these three moving forward. Because, um, I mean, we can talk about how McDonough had a disappointing year last year with 33, but everyone was celebrating Boychuk's career high of 35. So. <laughs> I'll go with McDonough. I'll go with McDonough? Man, it's almost like we planned this out because I think we've almost taken different players in, in almost all of these questions so far. I'm going Boychuk. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, nobody uh, nobody shoots as much as he does like compared to these, these other two guys. Yeah, um, you know, great. I've been a really big... Uh, Fan, fan of Spurgeon uh, in the years past, and he never really played with Suter. They always kind of went with Jonas Brodin instead. This has finally been uh, the year they put Spurgeon with Suter, and it's really uh, it's looked good, obviously. Um, but the main reason that I'm going Boychuk in this one is because of the whole Travis Hamannick thing recently. Um, Boychuk's not seen nearly enough power play time. Like it's It really makes no sense. The guy's got an absolute cannon, but they keep putting him on the second unit and not giving him the power play time. And I know a lot of Isles fans are screaming for Boychuk to see more power play time. And I think once they move Hamnick out of there, uh, he's got a little more, uh, you know, some more minutes to eat up depending on who they bring in, obviously, for Hamnick. But uh, Johnny Boychuk, 57 shots, 19 games. Uh, got an absolute blast. So just like my Brent Burns pick, I'm going to piggyback off that one and go with the guy who fires the biscuit a lot. So Boychuk. <laughs> loves loves I'm, uh, I'm keeping track of all these, by the way, too. So we'll, I'm going to try to keep this and revisit at the end of the year. See, see who did the best. That's good, yeah. But okay, so one yeah. more blue line thing uh, question. We'll try to rip through these next three and then uh, hit the break. But uh, the next one, probably the player that the three of us all love the most. Ristow! We got a mascot, Ristow! dude. Ristow! Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of looks like me if I was also, like, Russian-ish or whatever. Well, he's yeah, Finnish, totally. right? So if I was Finnish, then, yeah, maybe I'd look like Risto. And, like, 6'6", six, six or whatever. He definitely has the funnest name. If I was that. Yeah, so so anyways, let me let me just address this question. Here we got <laughs> Rasmus Ristolainen, greatest name in hockey. Brent Burns, not Brent Burns, Brent Seabrook, having a tough night with names. <laughs> yeah, you're struggling. And Sammy Votnin. So Ristolainen, Seabrook, or Votnin? D, uh, we'll go with you. I could see a case being made here for either Sir Seabrook or Risto. Uh, I'm a little impartial, but re- not really because we all love Risto here. But <laughs> I still might lean towards Brent just for the power play time with Keith on that top unit. So, But I think it's pretty tight. But, yeah, there you go. Beebs? Um, I like Vatnin over there. I mean, he's. Uh, I think he's kind of just uh he's kind of a product of bad anine starts too he still has 10 points from the back end and five of them are goals um you kind of mentioned the point earlier that that goals are big and and i mean vatnin plays third line d uh during regular ice time which is whatever um because once he gets out there on the power play he's out there with he's out there with the big boys um uh, i like seabrook a lot too up there with him but I, i'm gonna give vatnin the advantage just uh fantasy wise i think he's gonna score a couple more goals he's He's kind of like their number one defense option on the back there once it does come down to it where Keith is in Chicago. So um, so I'd, I'd take that in on this one. Uh, Risto, I just don't think he's quite there yet. And I don't like his uh, his minus. 
Yeah, you definitely can't discredit what uh, Sammy Vaughton has been able to do in Anaheim for the last couple seasons. Uh, I like him quite a bit as a player, but uh, I can't believe nobody picked Rasmus Ristolainen. I mean, the return of Duncan Keith is going to hurt Seabrook's value. Uh, we've discussed that before. The Ducks just really aren't scoring like they've uh, they have in the past. They're not quite that offensive juggernaut that they've been before. So that obviously has hurt Vaughton. I mean, I think that. We've all made it clear that we think that the Ducks will eventually turn things around in that category, but uh, you know, Buffalo is a better team than they've than you know I think many people thought they'd be, and Ristolainen is a big part of that. He's got 12 points in 19 games, plays nearly 25 minutes tonight, and I think I've made it abundantly clear that guys that shoot a lot on the blue line are the guys that I like to target. He's got 52 shots in 19 games. He's really the offensive catalyst, you know, on the back end for the Sabers. And uh, I don't know, how can you go away from a 21-year-old that plays that well with a, you know as good of a hockey name as Rasmus Ristolainen? But uh, he's my pick. Might be, again, like you guys said, a little biased because he's the man. He's uh, We're big fans of him on the show. But we got two more questions here. So let's move into the crease. We've got three guys that are all sharing time uh, with somebody else, but they're all playing at an extremely high level right now. We're talking about Peter Mrazek, Kari Lettinen, and Jake Allen. So, Beavis, we'll start with you. Who Would you rather Mrazek? Lettinen or Allen for the rest of the season? Well, I, I really like Jake Allen out in St. Louis. Um, he's got he's got a great team in front of him. Um, the other two goalies, I mean, I mean, all the, like you mentioned, all these goalies are getting uh, are getting split starts. But I think Allen really is the one who's kind of the most here to kind of take take uh, take the reins out there. Um, I I'm personally not a huge Brian Elliott fan ever since uh, their Craig Anderson the Colorado trade. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't like him too much for that. But um, but at the same time, uh, in all realness, uh, I think it's time for it's kind of the time for uh, Allen to step into the starter role or to at least get going. So I definitely like him more than the other ones there. Um, Lettinen, he has had a great start but um but um Allen's numbers are just disgusting right now I mean he has a 934 save percentage his uh goals against is under two if he can keep that up that's like that's Vesna numbers that's that's dirty so um I definitely have to say Allen on this one uh All right. on to you D I can't I can't problem. I can't argue with that one but D how about you who are you going with uh yeah I'm uh leaning the same way I think all these guys have played uh, really well in the limited time they've gotten so far uh I think Allen probably has the most impressive numbers to date plays for a really good team that limits the amount of shots he's going to face every night and uh yeah just piggybacking on what beep said i think he definitely has the best chance to become a clear-cut number one here uh letting in you know they brought in the emmy and uh so there's no way i don't i don't see him taking any more than a 50 50 share and uh Mrazic, i just think they're still paying howard too much money to really let Mrazic take the reins right now and they're both playing decent obviously Mrazic's outplayed him so far but howard's not playing too bad so uh yeah i'm going with alan as well yeah, I think you guys are both kind of kind of hit the nail on the head there with uh, whoever's like. I think Allen's got the best chance of taking away the number one job. I know mm-hmm. coming into the season, I kind of had Allen as like my top like keeper pick, like yeah. for, for keeper league guys. Because if, if it wasn't going to happen this year, it was like next year was his year to kind of fully cement himself. Yeah, it's only a matter of time out there. He's uh yeah, sure. like we. I know all of us. We've seen him play kind of in the World Juniors, and we've seen what he could do. He's a he's a hell of a goaltender, but. As a Red Wing fan, and you this guys isn't both a great sample, of news, but that's <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, still, but you, you got to appreciate the yeah. Appreciate we do like that. having them, yeah. It, making it that far enough shows you have talent. Yeah, so. but I'm going with Peter Mrazek. Obviously, I'm sure that doesn't surprise you guys at all. I mean, <laughs> as good as Jake, as good as Jake yeah. Allen's numbers are, um, Peter Mrazek's are right there as well. Um, I think D, mm-hmm. you're right. Like in the same boat as as Kari Lettinen, I think that I guess you'd say like Lettinen's backup in the Emmy and Mrazek's backup. Um, 
are making just too much money to be actual backups. So, yeah. Um, but Mrazek, I mean, nine thirty four save percentage, two sixteen goals against, and eleven they starts. He, he he's looked great. Uh, he's definitely the future of the Red Wings. Um, but I, I do agree that Allen is probably the favorite to take away like an actual number one job. But Mrazek, I mean, if he outplays Howard, he outplays Howard, and there's only a matter of time where you kind of just have to start giving the better goalie the starts and. You know, the way he's playing right now, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't, you know, start getting more starts. But uh, I'm going with Razik just because I'm a Red Wings fan, and he's really he's really done nothing to prove me uh, prove me wrong. So uh, I can't really, I have nothing to argue Speaking against. Speaking of World Junior standouts. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Marazic. What a yeah, beauty. I, I remember, all I remember is watching, like, just super quick, just like the Czech game, and when they I think they were beating, like, Russia or someone. No, the he U.S. Like, yeah, that was the U.S. He's just, like, selling against the glass, just, like, sp- like flying over to glass and just <laughs> jumping into it every goal. It's like, what is this guy on? Well, it was it's because awesome, it was because it was in Canada, right? So everybody was going for 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 the Czechs because because they yeah. wanted to been in Czech Republic. <laughs> they basically he was playing in Ottawa at the time too, so he was kind of like a Canadian thing. Like he was already like he knew our culture and stuff and was loving it. So. Yeah, they were just kicking the U.S.'s ass, and he was just going nuts. It was pretty good oh, stuff. Yeah. That's like the greatest. Uh, I loved it. One of the best World Junior goaltender performances, just strictly on Tendi Sellies. I know. I remember watching. And I was like all fired up, and then I remember going back and like looking after. Like I'm like, oh man, this the Red Wings got this pretty good boy prospect. Him. And I was like yeah. looking. I'm like, oh my god, is that the same guy? This is awesome. <laughs> that's that guy. <laughs> but anyways, let's move on. That's we got, our guy. <laughs> we got one more goalie question before we go into the break here. Um, and this one's a little more difficult. These are guys that you know were all concrete number ones entering the season. Um, so who would you guys rather have? Would you rather Tuka Rask? Sergei Bobrovsky or Martin Jones? D, we'll start with you on this one. This one's tough because you got a guy in Jones who's played well up to date but doesn't have a good of track record as the other two guys who have struggled so far this year. Um, that being said, Bob's grabbed all seven of his wins in the last month after that terrible start to the season that cost Todd Richards a job. <laughs> See you, Todd. Smell ya. Smell ya. <laughs> but he's got a 921 save percentage over that time too. He's definitely played a lot better since Torts has been behind the bench for whatever reason probably just the slow start uh jones has been the best goalie of the three all year got off to that great start but like i said he's got the weakest history out of the three and you still got to bet on ras turning around that to some degree right like i think he's just too good of a goalie um at least i mean we've seen goalies just kind of drop and come out of nowhere but this that would be kind of extreme for a guy like tuka rask who's like a vesna favorite every year last four or five years literally like elite every single season yeah <laughs> for him to fall but, off the face of the earth is be outrageous yeah i th- I just think uh i'm gonna lean towards jones though just because i think he's on the best team uh, as for the point of limiting shots and whatnot so uh yeah it, this was probably the toughest question though but i'll go with jones beebs who do you got um Putting him on the case, I'm going Bobrovsky. <laughs> um, I, I I just I mean with Jones, the only thing is uh, he doesn't have the same track record as the other two. He's uh, he's not a Vesna finalist, um, and uh, and I just don't I, I I don't see it continuing. I, I just see I could see him having a good year just because of the team that's there. I just I just see Bobrovsky stepping up um, right now, and the way he's playing under Torts is is uh, something to, something to kind of look at. Um, he's got five wins in his last six. Uh, he's just he's absolutely killing it lately. I mean that horrible start off the bat was just 
well, it's horrible. Um, so, uh, so I got I got Bob. Um, I really liked Rask. At this point, it's just more what team I think is going to do better on the on the way out because I feel like Rask and Bob are in the exact same boat right here. Yeah. Um, uh, just helping each other paddle. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with Bob. Um, and uh, I'm I'm gonna take just him just strictly on. I think Columbus might do a little bit more better than Boston at the moment, and I just like their D. And uh, and Torts brings a defensive system. So there you go. It's funny because one of us, or maybe two of us, I guess, isn't going to look like we're very intelligent after this uh, at the end of the season when we when we replay this one. But uh, I think that a San Jose is overrated. I think that Columbus was maybe a little too hyped entering the season. I think that they have a lot of uh, potential to turn around. But when you look at Tukarask, this is a guy with a career nine twenty five save percentage and a career two. 21 goals against average so like to look at him and see that right now he's got an 890 like that's just that's outrageous like mm-hmm. coming into this he's year he's not ne- sleeping at night yeah like he's never had a, he's never had a goals or uh save percentage below 918 entering like this season so for him to just all of a sudden plummet down to an 890 now mind you he's played behind much better teams in the past and what they've got right now but i think the return of dennis seidenberg will definitely help that d kind of just figure stuff out he's a lot he's you know he's a safe defensive player um, I really just don't, I don't love the Bruins, but I don't believe enough in the Sharks and uh, and the Blue Jackets to really warrant picking, you know, not as good goaltenders as Tuukka Rask. And really, the Bruins, you know, their division is not that strong, so uh, he'll have some favorable matchups, you know, as the year goes on. And a guy with a nine twenty five save percentage is a guy that I'm going with every night of the week. So, yeah, it's a pretty solid average. Nine twenty five is not bad. But uh, I guess that wraps up the Would You Rather section. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, of course, we're going to now send it over to our buddies, the Blue Stones, and we'll let you guys roll the punches until we get back with the injury report, some waiver wire pickups, and, of course, the favorite part of the show, not when D throws it over to me, but the Twitter questions. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) So, anyways, we'll let you guys... Enjoy the punches. Yeah, roll with the punches. Here you go, the Blue Stone. Off podcast. I'm your co-host Dylan Berthium. It's now time for everyone's favorite injury report with your host Brock Segan. Take it away, Brock. Thank Give you. you see, I, <laughs> see what I did there? I changed it up. I didn't say thanks, Dylan. You guys yeah, like that? There you go. That was <laughs> very. That was very loose, Brock. Thank you. I'm, I'm tr- tr- feeling a little loosey goosey today. But anyways, <laughs> let's get to the injury report. We'll start off in Detroit, where Brad Richards is expected to return to the lineup tomorrow. He's missed. Uh, He's only played six games this year, so he's been out with a back injury. Um, the Wings lineup, if uh, if I do say so myself, looks pretty deep. He's expected to play on the wing with Pavel Datsuk and 
Timu Pukalainen, which, you know, anytime anybody's playing with Datsuk, that's kind of a nice uh, spot to return to. So, you know, keep an eye on Brad Richards coming back. Uh, Jonathan Drouet, Tyler Johnson, and Cedric Paquette, who is slightly on a lesser scale than the first two I've <laughs> named. But um, they're all out right now. They're not playing tonight. They're all day-to-day. That Lightning team, it started out with, like, oh, my God, we can't score. It's like, oh, my God, we can't stay healthy. They are so banged up right now. And I remember last year, like, I, you know, I'd be ranking goalies before every night, and whoever was playing the Lightning was like, okay, avoid this goalie. Now it's almost gone to the point where it's like, yo, they're playing the Lightning, like, start this guy right away. Yeah. It's, uh, they, they they're falling on some hard times there. But, like, they've got some... volatile league. Yeah, they've got some gross people in their lineup right yeah, now. So they're going to start scoring. They will, but uh, it's not going to happen with those three out of the lineup. So, yeah. uh, back to Pittsburgh, we've got Ole Mata, who... You know, I think for for all intents and purposes, he's out three to four weeks. That's pretty much best case scenario. He got absolutely crushed from behind into the open uh, bench door. I know originally he got hospitalized. He was hospitalized for nearly 24 hours. I know the Penguins were originally worried that he had like internal organ damage. So three to four weeks with an upper body injury uh, is pretty much, like I said, best case scenario. Got a feel for the kid. He's been uh, he's been through it all through his first couple of years in the career. I mean, cancer yeah. and, and the work. So he's uh, he's had a hard time staying healthy. But uh, Carey Price, obviously not dressing tonight, um, which is Thursday. But he could play Friday, maybe? I don't know. They're, they really have no timetable for him still. They're being pretty hush-hush about it. Uh, so I wouldn't, you know, it's a back-to-back Thursday, Friday. So he could be back Friday? I don't know. I really don't know what to say about him, other than he still doesn't really have a timetable for his return. But just keep an eye on him because whenever he's back, he should be inserted into your lineups immediately. Justin Schultz, he's two and a half weeks into a two to four week timetable. He returned to the ice uh, a couple days ago. So he's looking like he's pretty much right on track with his return. Should be back within the week. Uh, Zach Parise resumed skating, but still remains without a timetable uh, with his MCL injury. Brandon Dubinsky, uh, he's out two to three weeks with an elbow injury. And probably the grossest injury i've heard to date mark yeah, strike out six <laughs> oh. weeks with pubic plate detachment now of course I, out for your boy mark strike people <laughs> yeah that is just like i don't even know no. i don't even know what that is i don't even really want to know pubic no. plate detachment like that if you sounds... do look it up though it will make you never want to play See, why did you do that why did you look i'm that just up? saying if you do <laughs> which i have <laughs> it makes you like understand that Mark Streit is an absolute warrior because I would not come back from that. Not with, but, not in like six weeks. Not in six weeks. Yeah, I'd be hanging the skates up and considering retirement. I now mean, he's a little I, like, older. But. Like I broke my hip like when I was seventeen, but I swear I think I'd rather so, do that again than a pubic plate <laughs> detachment. Like I just uh, with that word. I'm just curious. Like super quickly, how'd you break your hip? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Just give no, us like a, a great thirty story. second summary. It's not. No, I don't want to tell it. I broke it playing I soccer. Know, <laughs> he tried to kick a soccer ball too hard. The man, Brock Bo Jackson himself. You know the Bo Jackson <laughs> yeah, thirty for thirty. Yeah. They talked about how he just ran through and basically dislocated his own hip. Brock just straight up kicked the ball. Did too the same hard. thing. <laughs> I don't know. So they t- they, they told, a sign that you they know basically, your soccer career. So they basically told me that my my like muscles were too strong for my body but like if you've if you've seen me in person you you know that that really doesn't make any sense because there's not much muscle to speak funny, of, so. he's that funny. same line at the bar like a million times i'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah my muscles oh my god trying to talk up a hip injury grandpa <laughs> 
But seriously, like pubic plate detachment, that's just that, that's brutal. Yeah, pour some yeah, out for your boy Mark Strait. Yeah. Cheers, Mark. Good luck. Quick uh quick yeah. heels. But anyways, we're thinking of you. But not really cuz try not That's to horrible. <laughs> but let's get to the waiver uh the waiver report here. Uh we've each got a couple players we want to mention just quickly. Um we kind of ran pretty long in the first half, so the second half's going to be a little shorter than usual, but we each have a player that we want to mention that is a probably available in standard leagues. That'll be our first player, and then our second player is somebody to target if you're in a deeper, you know, 14, 16 team league. Basically somebody under 20% owned um or yeah. lower. So D, D, we'll start with you. Um, in, in standard leagues, who are you targeting right now? Boone Jenner. Uh, we've <laughs> talked about Boone. Columbus, that top line, uh, a little bit already this show. But uh, love, love, love him forward. playing alongside. <laughs> love him playing alongside Johansson and Saad on the top line right now and the first power play unit. Um, from a fantasy perspective on that Columbus team, you could not be in a better position to produce right now. Still sitting at 34% owned in Yahoo League, so very available. Uh, loves been extremely productive on the power play so far this year with four of his nine goals coming with the extra man slightly below 50 percent Corsi rating but that's been the case for the entire blue jacket squad this season uh shooting percentage slightly high right now hovering around 13 but a pdo of 96.8 at even strength and a low team on ice shooting percentage would suggest that his assist could go up from here which you would kind of expect playing with um johansson inside so definitely a guy to target moving forward so did you mention what his own percentage was yeah, 34. 34. That's yep. kind of it's crazy how low that is. Just and that's going out pretty, like, frequently. Yeah. yeah, it's just, he's he's got a lot of genos. Like, you'd think, like, people would jump yeah. on that train pretty quickly, but apparently... So, yeah. I, I would expect kind of his goal production to trail off a little bit, but uh, um, you would also want to see, expect to see his assists go up, too. So, I think it'll probably balance it out. And, you know, he could be on pace for a nice 25-goal, uh, 50-point yeah. season. I think... Uh, I think we touched on this last episode. We touched on Boone for a little bit, and it was kind of like he might be this year's Nick Foligno type of thing. Like, like I yeah. mean, maybe to like obviously a, a lesser scale. What Foligno That'd did be last nice. year like, that's was pretty good. much ridiculous. <laughs> That'd but, be amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like he's in that spot, right? He's in the he's. Yeah, he's, as long as he's with Johansson and Saad, he's definitely worth. Definitely should be owned in all leagues. Yeah, in all honesty. So yeah, I like Boone Jenner. He's always been uh, kind of a, a favorite of mine to to target in these leagues, but. Uh, this year, you know, I, I've always drafted him and then kind of been disappointed. And then this year, uh, I didn't draft him and he's tearing it up. So, but uh, yeah. Biebs, uh, Biebs, we'll go to you. What are you? Uh, who are you targeting in the uh, standard leagues right now? I, I'm going with someone who uh, who's coming off the uh, injury wire. In case anyone's dropped him, this is just in standard leagues. Um, I'm going with uh, with my sleeper pick off the bat at the beginning of the year, um, Evander Kane, everyone's favorite player. Um, but he's only 64% owned across Yahoo leagues. Um, he's coming back tonight which we're filming which would have been last night um and uh he's jumping right up there um to play with jack eichel and uh sam reiner it's a super young super exciting line i think he adds a great offensive spark there again he's a five category guy like i mentioned at the beginning of the year gets a ton of shots um i really like him i uh i think if people gave up on him early definitely someone to look at evander kane yeah i think this is basically the same boat that uh, that I was in last week with Alexander Barkov, right? I mean, he's just coming back from injury. His percentage uh, owned dropped quite a bit when he got hurt. And Kane's been a proven scorer. Uh, that team is, you know, like we've, we've mentioned before, they're pretty offensive squad. And mm-hmm. get, getting Kane back... Play looks good. Yeah, getting Kane back is only going to help. I mean, they really... They really look like they could push for a playoff spot. I mean, their goaltending with Allmark has has been you know better than it has been in the past, and 
Laner coming back eventually could help. Yeah, it's definitely not true. the strongest division either. No, definitely. Yeah. Not. They got Risto. So, <laughs> yeah, and our boy Risto. Got so. your boy Risto. So yeah, that's uh, there's a lot there's lots of like out in Buffalo right now. I mean, you know, maybe not a a playoff team right now, but uh, they're scoring enough goals to make their their top end talent like Evander Kane definitely a, a worthwhile pickup. Uh, yeah, if you if you don't need plus minus, this is always yeah. the case with Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what you're getting yourself into there. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, if you if you're picking up a saber, it's like, mm, okay, it's goal production, it's assist production, pretty. Oh God, look at that plus minus. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like you know, they have looked better than they have in the past, so maybe it won't be, you know, just crater into an all time low like it, it, it usually is. So no, it won't be as bad. Yeah. That's for sure. So, but I'm going with a guy who's kind of in a similar. Boda, uh, you know, not the greatest team to play on. Uh, got our, not our boy, Mike Smith in goal. Uh, Mikel Bodker, uh, again, we've mentioned him probably a bunch on this show. Uh, I, one of one of the guys I really like, tons of speed. Yeah, he needs to be mentioned. Yeah, he, tons of speed. Uh, he likes to shoot. He's got 45 shots in 18 games. I've touched on that a couple times tonight. Uh, but he's got 13 points in 18 games, 6 goals, 7 assists. He's basically, I'd say probably... Uh, Arizona's top offensive talent, you know, second to like Ekman Larson. He's an absolute stud. But Bodker only twelve percent owned, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, he's he has had fifty points in the past, on pace for like sixty points this year. So uh, for a guy who's on pace for sixty points when he's shown that he's got that kind of potential in the past, really makes no sense why he would only be twelve percent owned. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot on DraftKings too. I like to pick him up, you know, with nice matchups just because he's cheap and. Uh, and, you know, he picks up goals, you know, on a pretty frequent basis. So, like we said at the start of the season, bad teams still have to score goals, and Bodker is a prime example of that. So, 12% own. If uh, if you're in need of a winger, he's left and right eligible. I would be uh, I'd be looking in Bodker's direction. But, Dylan, let's go to you again now. Uh, who are you targeting in those deep leagues? I mean, s- some of these players still could be on the, on the radar in those leagues, but who's somebody that's just barely owned that you'd be really taking a, a look at right now? Um, Brock Nelson is definitely a guy. I great think, name. Great those name. D- <laughs> those deeper leagues. He's had a nice run of production as of late, six points in the last couple of weeks. Um, I should warn that I don't expect his recent string production to continue. He's got a 104.5 PDO and a 19.4 personal shooting percentage this year. <laughs> but when you're in deeper leagues, you can't really ignore a guy at 10% owned who's playing next to John Taveras and Kyle Poso. So, again, I'm not sure how long this run is going to last but as long as he's playing next to Tavares he's definitely still worth an ad in those deeper leagues and it's uh, also worth noting he's been a positive possession player since he's been in the league so uh, nice to see him get warred with a run of nice play or good luck whatever you want to call it so yeah especially like in those deep leagues like you don't it's hard to come across these guys playing on uh, on like these top lines right like you don't yeah there's no studs under 10 percent exactly (laughs) so So. JT and the one thing is that that line like that wing i guess it's usually been jt and okposo but then that left wing spot has really been just a revolving door over the years but if a guy like nelson comes in and he's obviously playing well he's not gonna they're not just gonna bump him down for no reason right so it's like anders lee last year yeah exactly and and there's gonna there's a chance that i mean he moves back down but nelson's you know a proven goal scorer the last couple years and and deeply he's definitely worth. i think he's yeah i think he's definitely worth a spot like i said as long as he's playing with Tavares. so Basically until this run ends, and I'm warning you, it probably is not going to be the whole season. But <laughs> well, enjoy who, it while it lasts. if it is the whole season, he's going to win the rocket. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you just called it. He's the rocket. He's a he's a rocket favorite right <laughs> now. He's rocket pick. <laughs> Brock Nelson. Brocket. Yeah. Brocket. 
<laughs> oh man, uh, Brock loves that joke. No, because well, that terrible joke. Well, dude, because uh, speaking of terrible Brock jokes, in uh, I'm in a volleyball <laughs> league, and you know I got a pretty killer serve in in, in beach volleyball. So we oh, all got God. ridiculous nicknames in the back of our jerseys like three years ago, and one of the girls Seriously, was like, "Oh, let, yeah, let's like let's see that Brock it." I was in the back of my jersey, so That's when you terrible. yeah, it, oh, it was brutal. But when you say it, it's kind of funny. Like I haven't heard yeah, that I haven't heard that word in uh, in a couple months, so it is bad. <laughs> Beebs, who are you picking up? <laughs> who are you picking up in deep leagues? Um, I'm gonna go with I love the guy's name, and he is the greatest shootout man ever. Uh, you see Okanen, um, out in Florida. He's rocking some second line right now. Um, he is only 7% owned in leagues, which uh, I don't know if it's just the fact that he plays for Florida or what it is, but um, but he definitely should be a little bit more owned than that. So if you're in a deep league, it's a guy who's averaging 18 uh, minutes a game, so he's definitely getting the minutes out there. Um, he's been known to uh, he's been known to kill it on the power play in, in recent years, and he really hasn't done that this year. So um, he still has 12 points as it is, um, and only three of them have came on the power play. So if he can start getting his power play uh numbers back up he'll just keep being uh, an absolute uh, uh key guy out there in florida um, he's playing second line right now barkov coming back knocks uh knocks bukestad bukestad back sorry i've been trying to pronounce that all day and it just it does doesn't happen but um it's knocking him knocking him back and uh they're playing over there with riley smith who's uh who's also a, a great uh, great young forward so um i think he's definitely in a position to uh put up some numbers and uh, he's not very much owned so so take an, take a peek at him and uh, keep an eye on him nice um my guy this is like this is ultra deep this is super duper deep haha <laughs> But Shane, I'm gonna okay. I might butcher this guy's name. I know they call him the Ghost Bear. That's his nickname. So Shane Ghost Bear, <laughs> Ghostus Bear. I don't know. Shane Ghostus Bear. That's what I'm going with. They, they call him the Ghost Bear. That's like got to be the best nickname ever. But this it's is a uh, right next, right up there with Brocket. Yeah, pretty much. The yeah. Brocket man, it's it's phenomenal. <laughs> but anyways, Ghostus Bear. Um, he was called up as soon as Straight went out with that pubic plate detachment. And uh, he was a stud have at. Have to U- go back to it. Yeah, had to. He's a, he was a stud at Union College. Uh, I mean, his num- numbers wise, don't get me wrong. I never watched him play at Union College, but uh, his num- numbers wise, he's, he's an offensive guy. He's right now. He's moved in uh, to the top power play as soon as he got called up. He's got a goal and assist in his first two games. His goal was an absolute blast. Uh, he had ten points in fourteen games in the AHL before being called up. He's done it at all levels offensively, uh, and when whenever you're replacing a guy like Mark Strait on a team that's struggling to score goals, um, you're put in a pretty good situation. So I know the Flyers, uh, like beat reports and stuff, are all really high on this kid. So if you're in a deep league and need help on the blue line, this is a uh, it's an offensive defenseman that can get it done for you. So basically, yep. I'd people say people aren't going to be able to find him. So yeah, he'll be the first one to find to... that name. It's just such a <laughs> ridiculous last name. Gostas Bear, G O S. T-I-S-B-E-H-E-R-E. Like, how, how do you pronounce yeah. that? Ghost is... He's got to be one of those, like, shoulder-to-shoulder mm. shoulder, uh, last names. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious trying to make his jersey for Daily Face-Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those. Doing the that. circle. But, okay, before <laughs> before we get to... <laughs> just a circle. Yeah. But before we get to the Twitter <laughs> questions, again, I would just like to bring up the DraftKings comp- contest that we run every single Saturday. Uh, last week we did, DraftKings wanted to do a, a 50-50 pool, um, which 
we didn't get as we all cashed in. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get as big of a turnout <laughs> we as we cash. we didn't get as Feel big it. of a turnout as we normally do. <laughs> Feel it, listeners. Uh, but we did. Yeah, all three of us cashed in, which was nice because you actually grabbed that last spot, didn't you, bro? <laughs> yeah. And so it was greasy. funny because he yeah. messaged he messaged me today, the guy from DraftKings, and he was just like, "Yeah, we want to run a beat the expert pool in a couple weeks." And I was like, "Oh my god, the way I've been going." I mean, I won. I won two weeks ago, so I guess that would have been a good week to do it. But uh, I topped yeah. out last week. Yeah, so <laughs> we've been. Uh, just conveniently makes it a 50-50 the week he finishes 25th out of 50 people. Yeah, well, it wasn't my... Those are not my decisions. I do not work at DraftKings. But anyway, so this week, uh, he told me that we are going to go back to just a regular prize uh, pool. So, t- you know, first place a win. I think it's... I think I won 65 bucks or something like that. So 65 to first. Uh, I think the top 15... No, it's top 20% get paid out. Uh, it'll be 50 people, $5 entry fee. Make sure you guys sign up because the spots will go quick. Um, yeah, so, you know, try to beat us, you know, we'll come out guns blazing as usual. Oh uh, yeah. Not Greg Hardy style, but we'll still come out guns blazing and, uh, <laughs> you know, bring it. So anyways, Beebs, Beebs, we'll go to you for, uh, for the Twitter Greg. questions. Just call out Greg Hardy right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best move. Dude. Speaking of Twitter. I'm as far um, as possible from Texas. That's true. You're fine. Um. So we're on to our Twitter questions. Um, so uh, thank you guys again for, uh, as always, for sending in Twitter questions. Uh, send them to at DFO Podcast, um, or you can just send them to uh, at Daily Faceoff. Either way, they make their way here. So thank you guys. Um, our first question comes from at Darren Eleven Mixie or MCC. Either way, great name. And you ask Stefan or Monahan at center, who has better upside for the rest of the year? Take it away, Rock. Are we talking about, like, uh, who's Stefan? I've never heard of that guy. Are we talking Stefan? Sorry. <laughs> Are we talking no. Stefan, the, the guy that Stephon, missed, like, the, the empty one net? Who missed the wide open net. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, first but, overall wow. pick, Patrick Stefan. Yeah. 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 No, no. I, <clears throat> okay, well, if that's the case, I'm going Monahan 100%. <laughs> but uh, either way, I'm still going Monahan. Uh, he's really been off to kind of a quiet start, but still, I think he's still got, like, six goals. Uh, you know, which isn't terrible. Um, this is a kid that's a 30-goal scorer. Uh, he's going to be great for a lot of years. He's probably, uh, you know, the best offensive talent. Uh, second to Johnny Goudreau, I guess. But, uh, you know, playing online with Goudreau is obviously going to help him. Yuri Hudler has been off to kind of a slow start as well. So I think that whole Calgary team has got some room to grow. So Monaghan over Stepan or Stefan. Either way, I'm taking Monaghan. <laughs> Stepan. Yeah, I'm taking Monaghan too. Never really been a big Stepan fan. Sorry, Derek. Um yeah, I don't think it's really all that close. I think Monaghan, um, definitely we've seen the last uh, year or so that he's the the more consistent player out of the two. I think Stefan's only broken 60 like once. I don't really, I can't back that up with any facts though. So that's just, yeah. take it for what it's worth. But I'm taking Monaghan. Monaghan's a top goal scorer yeah. on, like, on his team, right? Like it's not like Stepan's Rick Nash. So he's, yeah. uh, I mean, Stepan's a good talent even... in his own, but uh Broussard normally plays with that top line more than than step on will at least this year so again Monahan, Biebs you in the same boat yeah absolutely and before I get like absolutely destroyed on Twitter I'm gonna say I did know it was Stepan like I'm not just like <laughs> Patrick's like although Patrick Stefan getting referenced is great and he should probably do that every single show but um he's on not our next question he's no he's wrist no resto, but uh <laughs> no right up there with him um, but uh, the next one's from at Heel Keggy, and uh, they sent it to at DFO Podcast, and they asked, "Do you think Jordan Eberle and Marion Hosa will hit twenty-five to thirty goals now? Um, now that both are virtually fully fit, 
Um, I have both in my fantasy team. So, first off, I think we, uh, we, we've we never really heard hockey players being referred to as fully fit. It's more a soccer term. But uh, for sure, definitely love the question. Um, and uh, Brock, I'll let you take this one. Um, go for it. Uh, yeah, fully fit, that's... Uh... Yep, that's definitely a little more British than I'm used to. They're uh, healthy, though. Yeah, they are healthy. Uh, I love it. It's it's tough to say on this. That's a good question. Um, I think that Eberly had potential to be definitely, like, not, sorry, he had potential to be a 30-goal scorer, was definitely a 25-goal scorer before the injury. Uh, he has to score at a pretty high clip uh, the rest of the season to get to 25. Uh, he only had 24 in 81 games last year, so I don't think he's going to definitely get to 25 i'd say there's a chance especially uh given how good that offense can be i'd say 23 goals for everly this year hosa uh just yeah he's off to too slow of a start to get to 25 i'd say 20 would be where he caps out so uh, i don't think either one of them are terrible uh fantasy options from you know here out uh if you have them after a slow start from here on out they should be fine uh but neither one of them are guaranteed 30 or 25, definitely not 30 goal scorers. No, Fully I think fit or not. Point, yeah, I think they're just too far behind the eight ball at this point. Um, these guys would basically need to score at a 40 goal pace uh, to do that, which Everly has never done and Hosa hasn't done for a number of years. So uh, I'm going to go with neither of them, but I think if I would pick Everly over Hosa if I had to. Yeah, I have it written down Everly 23, Hosa 19. So Yeah, I'm probably around that too. So. That's fair. I mean, we all heard my host of hatred in the first episode, so that's not going to change. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think if anyone is going to do it between the two of them, it's Everly, but uh, I don't see either of it happening. Again, both great guys have. They're both trending extremely low right now because people are willing to give up on them, um, especially Hosa. So if you can grab them for cheap, do it. Um, great question. On to the next one, our third and uh, final question of the day. This one's from at Low Guppy, um, sent to the at DFO podcast. Ranked by game started ROS. Talbot, Nielsen, Bernier, Pavlik, or Chad Johnson? Uh, right off the top, just scratching Chad Johnson and Nielsen <laughs> off the list. Yeah, Definitely not. Throw Bernier in there too. Johnson, uh, Johnson's already falling behind Linus Allmark. As soon as Robin Lehner comes back, I don't think Allmark's going anywhere. So Chad Johnson could find himself on waivers uh, in the near future. So Chad Johnson... Uh, if we're ranked by AHL starts, maybe at the top, but <laughs> not NHL starts. Bernier, uh, again, like B, or uh, like D just said, kind of falling behind the eight ball here. Reimers really looked good recently. Bernier's looked brutal. I saw a stat the other day that uh, in Bernier's last 20 starts, he's 2-15-3 uh, dating back to last season. Both wins coming in a shootout, so Ouch. that's pretty ugly. And <laughs> even if... Uh, I think the yeah, just not Bernier. So it's between it's between no, it's not Bernier. Yeah, I think it's between Talbot and Pavlik. Uh, and I'd have to go Talbot because I think Pavlik has more um, pressure. I also think he has more competition behind him uh, in in Michael Hutchinson than Talbot does in Anders Nielsen. Um, although Talbot's really not playing good, so if I had to pick a goalie to run with for the rest of the season, like regardless of starts, I'd rather have Pavlik over Talbot. Um, but if we're talking about just who's going to start the most games, it's, it's gotta be Talbot. Yeah. I think you're, I mean, you're the expert here, but I think you're dead on with that. Um, the difference in Reimer and Bernier's play is just pretty astronomical right now. So, um, I mean, we're at least 
two, three, four weeks away of Bernier cementing himself to get some more playing time, and that would take Reimer playing worse than he has and Bernier playing better. So, I mean, Bernier could start as little ten as ten games over the rest of the season. Uh, it's the way it's going right now. So, and the other two guys are just clearly backups. And yeah, like you said, a lot more competition with Hutchison and Winnipeg to take away starts than Talbot. So, Beast, yeah, uh, you um, agree? honestly, like you guys have made this way too easy for me. I haven't had to say a thing because. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna beat the uh, the old drum. Um, you guys, you guys, you guys hit it on the nail. Yeah, I'm just absolutely dropping ridiculous uh, analogies right now. But, um, <laughs> I'm just going off them. Just like um, seven yeah, different metaphors. Yeah, just like three in a row. But uh, <laughs> thanks again. Thanks again for the Twitter questions. Um, if you guys ever just in, at any time just have them throughout the week and you want to send them uh, for future reference, like say you're laying in bed late at night, like, whoa, I got to ask DFO Podcast something, <laughs> feel free to send them at any time. But if not, look forward to uh, either Brock, DFO, podcast or daily face off tweet and asking for uh, some questions uh on thursdays when we uh when we record so uh thanks again guys absolutely and uh one last thing last time i checked on uh, this dfo podcast is the number 54th ranked uh sports podcast going right now so we would just like to you know extend a thanks to all you guys for listening we really appreciate it uh hope you guys you know are enjoying what we're bringing to you every week we have a lot of fun doing it uh if you could also if you have a chance take a minute and you know go leave a quick you know, you guys are doing great on iTunes. That'd be awesome. A little five <laughs> or anything, uh, any changes you like to see yeah, it, the show, some segments, you know. Obviously, we, we work in new segments all the time, so always open to suggestions too. Yeah, and we're always we're always looking, even on Twitter. Um, just let us know, hey, this does this sound cool? Uh, and we'll definitely take a look at it. Any, you know, like I said, we're all pretty new at this whole podcasting thing, so any tips or anything you guys want to give us, we'll always take, uh, you know, Yeah, let us know smile, what you like, so. what you don't like, what you want to see more on the show going forward. But yeah, um, also we are planning for the future. This is not going to happen immediately, but uh, the three of us are going to run a podcast every single Thursday like we've been doing. Well, I guess Friday when you guys get to hear it. But So every single Friday, the three of us will be on with you guys, and then we're planning on doing a show. We haven't really worked out the details, but maybe Mondays, released on Tuesdays with a guest. We'll do a quick like 25-minute show with a guest to kind of spice things up throughout the week, maybe bring you guys... Uh, two episodes a week so hope you guys are enjoying what we're doing like i said head over to itunes subscribe hit up some ratings and uh anyways tell your friends tell your friends friends yeah of course so anyways tell your friends friends moms <laughs> and we'll let, yeah, let her know yeah as, let her know what's good <laughs> jesus boys as usual we're gonna let the the, the blue stones take you to the finish thanks for rolling with yep. the punches with us good luck hey. this weekend and we'll see you guys next friday if you're enjoying the music check them out spotify youtube blue stones
It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 